Ryan from Beyond the Beltway. This is Bruce Dumont with our weekly analysis of national politics, featuring occasional injections of Roman in your window, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, professors, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary by Democrat Patrick Hanley, Republican Stephanie Hitt, Libertarian Eric Cohn, and in hour number two, will be joined by Charles Lipson from the University of Chicago. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Beyond the Beltway from our beautiful palatial studios at AM560 at WYND Radio in Chicago. That's Salem Radio for Chicago. Phone lines open at 1-800-723-8289. That's 1-800-723-8289. We've got lots to talk about, and uh, we're always interested in getting uh, your assessment as well. Last week, there were more House hearings. This was a House hearing that was a surprise. It was uh, you know, launched on everybody with little notice uh, because of bombshell testimony, and that's a word they love to use, uh, bombshell testimony. They, de- they tell us it's bombshell testimony even before the person utters a word. But again, uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, uh, who was a former staffer uh, at the White House, uh, she was uh, under oath and before the members of the House committee and uh, she told some interesting stories and I want to get reaction not only from our guests but also I want to get reaction from our home audience whether or not they saw or watched any of this week's hearings or they've watched anything at all and are they affected at all by what they're hearing uh, which are uh, it's a sort of dastardly act after dastardly act charged uh, by some Republicans and Democrats against uh, Donald Trump. Uh, Patrick Hanley, I, I would suspect that you will say the most negative things tonight, so we're going to let you start. We're going to accentuate <laughs> the negative and start with you. Oh, that's not what fair. You, I'm, a, I'm a very positive person. Uh, li- listen, I would say, first of all, I'm very impressed by Cassidy Hutchinson. I mean, what an amount of courage and bravery to go before the committee like this and share her piece. This is an eyewitness account of a president who is unhinged and hell-bent on a coup. These are some context and some color that I think stitches the whole story together, and it's incredibly compelling evidence. How was it eyewitness when uh, most of what she was talking about was uh, uh, third-person hearsay? But if she was the staff assistant to Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, she's in the White House speaking with folks, speaking with the president, seeing how everybody reacts and what they do. Uh, so this is you know, about as close as, as, you, as you can get. But it is hearsay. Actually, it's not. Actually, it's interesting. So hearsay has a million different exceptions in the legal world, and this is probably one of them. This would have been admissible hearsay, but as we know, it's not a court, and there's no judge, so hearsay doesn't really apply. Stephanie Hitt is our Republican. Stephanie, uh, you haven't watched much of these hearings. I haven't. I, I, you know, I will confess I've been out on the campaign trail, you know, talking to voters about uh, the real issues that most Republicans, certainly in most people uh, in the middle of the country, in the middle of this uh, heartland, really care about, mm-hmm. and that is, you know, the rising grass prices, right. the inflation, the economy. Um, however, what is very clear, what I don't know what we're calling these things, hearings. Yeah. It's certainly not a trial. It's certainly not legal. And what we are hearing is nothing but hearsay. There is no reason to believe that an assistant, and we know the rankings of some of these um, assistants in the office, would have any actual direct knowledge, and that was very clear from her testimony. We have someone who swore to what she thinks she might have heard that someone might have said. That's essentially what we're hearing. And what's really disturbing more than anything is that this is a one-sided show. There's no opportunity whatsoever for cross-examination. So nobody's in there asking Cassidy Hutchinson, where were you? Where really were you? What is your relationship to Mark Meadows? How much information? Was he in another room? 
So those are all real questions that we would want to know to determine how close she really was to what happened. Okay. What we're guessing is she's pretty far away. Let us now uh, hear from Eric Cohn. He is a, a libertarian. Uh, sometimes he sounds like a Republican. Occasionally he sounds like a Democrat. But he's, he's a libertarian, and uh, he joins us from his home in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Eric, uh, I don't know how much of the hearings you have watched or read about, but uh, what, what, do you, uh, what is your verdict on these hearings thus far as to how powerful they have been and are they swaying any votes or opinions? I have no idea if they're swaying votes or opinions. I think we'll have to wait to see uh, for a while if that's actually the case. Um, something that Stephanie said I thought was interesting, two things she said that I thought were interesting. One, um, she said they aren't legal, uh, which I don't know if that was perhaps uh, misspoken, but I mean, they're hearings held by a congressional committee, unless she's suggesting somehow that something about that is illegal, I, I'm not really following that line of argument. The second point, though, which I think is interesting, is uh, she said that it is not an adversarial process, that they're, you know, of course, the only two Republicans on the committee are Adam Kinzinger from Illinois and Liz Cheney from Wyoming. Uh, that was the choice of the Republicans. They could have had people on there. There were certain people the Democrats said that they didn't want on the committee because of their potential involvement in what they were going to be probing. But it was Kevin McCarthy's decision to pull all Republicans off of the committee. So it would be hypocritical at best to be able to say that um, this isn't fair because Republicans aren't there to have cross-examination. And I agree. I wish that they were there. But that was the choice of Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans, not something that was foisted upon them by powers out of their control. Stephanie, your reaction? Well, I mean, when I say legal, they're, they're conducting this as if somehow this is going to be a, a criminal court that is bound by much higher legal standards. Let's be very clear. The legal standards in the hearsay, the evidence cross are very, very low for these hearings. And for, for, that, for it to be presented as if somehow this was of a higher standard quality, is is really misleading to the empire. I don't know. I don't know. And we know we know that Nancy Pelosi would not allow certain people on the committee. But 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 here I just said that we 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 have we have what we have, and so what we have now your your explanation of the of the makeup of the committee is is a good political debating point. I would acknowledge that. I think Patrick would acknowledge that. And there's a little bit of there's a little bit of a chicanery on each side as to how these people got picked. But my question is. We're now dealing with what these people are saying during televised right. uh, hearings, and they're they're under oath. Yeah. Now, my question to you, and I'm going to ask you this, Eric, of of what we've learned from last week's uh, alleged bombshell revelation, how revealing was it? Was it more gossip about what happened, or was it did it deal with real substantive issues about? what the president did uh, and how he conducted himself, in your view. I think it speaks to President Trump's character and behavior, which have been a subject for conversation throughout his entire presidency. And as Stephanie said, this is not a court of law. The people who would be making the arguments about rules of evidence in this case with Cassidy Hutchinson, to my liking, are Republicans um, who would be saying the making the hearsay argument. So again, I'm I'm just not following this point. But what are um, what, what are the what are the what are the important things that were revealed by her? What was was grabbing for the uh, wheel? Was no, that oh, I think all that's part a distraction. Of this story? I, I think the burger against the wall is a distraction. I okay. think the uh, the things that she overheard about um, 
comments that you know Trump uh, thought that Mike Pence should be hanged or that he had it coming are the things that underline the the deficit of character that Donald Trump has. And the biggest narrative problem, if these are all political, and I yeah. agree that they are, is that there's not a single person out there who can look at what Cassidy Hutchison testified to and say, my goodness, that doesn't sound like Donald <laughs> Trump at all. It does sound like Donald Trump. Yeah. And as a result, I think the takeaway from most people, if there are persuadable voters out there, will be that she's probably telling the truth about it. Yeah, okay. I think that's really well put. And I would say that of the, the Quinnipiac put a poll out last week and of the folks that are watching, which I recognize isn't many and many Democrats, some 75 percent uh, believe the story about Trump and his uh, state of mind. When we come back, I want to talk about another revelation that she had, and that was Donald Trump knew there were guns in that crowd and uh, it was OK with him. We'll talk about that when we come back. I'm Bruce Dumont. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Shop 4th of July savings now at Lowe's. Take up to $750 off qualifying major appliances, including GE appliances. Save on the GE Profile Top Load Laundry Pair with Smart Wash Technology for optimum cleaning and fabric care. And Microband Antimicrobial Technology to help keep odor-causing bacteria from forming. Get July 4th savings at Lowe's. Must ask cashier to scan coupon at time of purchase. Can't be combined with other discounts. Savings varies based on eligible total purchase. See Lowe's.com for restrictions. Valid through 713. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, <laughs> tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. 
If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Yeah, Mike. Bruce Dumont uh, back at uh, Beyond the Beltway. And again, uh, in that last break, if you're watching this on uh, YouTube or Facebook, you know that when we go to breaks, uh, we show beautiful shots from all over the United States. And these are shots uh, from uh, our affiliate base that carries the radio station. And uh, up in uh, Redding, California, there's longtime listeners there. Richard Kristoff is uh, the listener. And he sent in this uh, beautiful picture. And this is from Shasta County, California. That's Redding, California. And this is a $23 million uh, passenger bridge uh, that was created and opened a number of years ago. They call it the Sundial in Redding, California, and it's beautiful. And uh, it, it, it has prompted me to, to reach out to some of our listeners, and I'm going to do it again tonight. If you live in a beautiful area, you've got a phone, everybody's got a phone uh, on their, or camera on their phone these days, go out and snap some nice, beautiful pictures of where you live or where you watch this program, listen to this program, and send them to me. Send, them, send the pictures to my email address, and that is Bruce Dumont, 1944, at gmail.com. And Fritz Goldman will have that up on the screen the next time I mention it. Bruce Dumont, 1944, at gmail.com. Just snap two or three and tell me what, what, what we're looking at so I can share that with the audience as well. And we've got some more uh, uh, beautiful shots coming in as well. Uh, back to our, our guests and our discussion. And uh, uh, Eric, I, I want to I go back to you and, and get to the... Uh, uh, the, the most important information that has come, if people watched the uh, hearings this week, what was the most important piece of information um, that came out? You alluded to it. I think the most important piece of information would have been President Trump's indifference to whether or not there were people who were armed in that crowd and whether or not they should have been just uh, let through the magnetometers. Yeah. Uh, the most sensational information, of course, was the lunging for the Secret Service agent, was the throwing a hamburger against the wall. Um, that's not the most important information, however. Uh, I, I think what is now necessary if if all of this is untrue if this is all hearsay and and cassidy hutchinson's testimony can have holes poked in it and people can show up to say no that's not what happened no that's not what was said well then call those people and have them testify under oath that cassidy yeah. hutchinson is lying yeah. um i don't the think we're going has already to see said that this. and i think that's telling yeah. well the, the secret service has already said that some of this that story that storytelling about the about the wheel right. And choking the other. Have them do it under oath. Yeah, they I mean, if they, it, or they need to make right. what is done under oath already publicly available so that we know that. But right now, all we're getting is sources talking to the media saying that the Secret Service is is denying or confirming certain parts of it. Um, get them in front of the cameras, get them under oath, and get people to say whether or not what Cassidy Hutchinson said is true or not. Patrick, in your view, uh, not based on what has been said, but maybe based on what has not yet been said. Have you heard the smoking gun? Is there, are you looking for a smoking gun? And what would it look like and sound like? I, honestly, I feel like I saw a smoking gun on January 6th when I was watching the news that day. To me, the, the importance of this hearing and really what this is doing is, is telling the story from before election day through January 6th of an administration that was pulling every single lever that it could, intimidating uh, state officials, intimidating Department of Justice officials, doing everything they could to overturn a legitimate election. And I hope 
that what comes out of this commission is is that clear story with the color and the texture that we're hearing from these testimonies. Why do so many Republicans, Stephanie Hitt, don't seem to care about the specifics of, of that day? Well, I think generally, I mean, what, when we saw what happened on January 6th, especially in light of, you know, all that happened. Moving a little bit closer. To all the that happened the summer before. Like every other situation, Republicans across the board have denounced what has happened on January 6th. And so for it to be painted as this is, this is what How Republicans do you, why are. Do you, why do you say that? They uh, did. I mean, I, know, almost but, but every Republican every, came out and but, denounced any but, violence that occurred. But recently, but recently, there are polls suggesting that 80% yeah. of Republicans support Donald Trump and, will, and would support him again. Now, that, that seems to me that a lot of Republicans either looked at, looked at January 6th, were, were repulsed. I was repulsed. Many. But maybe all of they, us were. But maybe, many of us denounced well, it. Some. Many, many denounced I would it. say that a large percentage seems yeah. to have forgotten that. Yeah. If 80% yeah. really still believe it, if 80% still right. support Donald Trump, then there's a lot of people in there that are looking at these hearings and or looking at what happened right. and looking at an effort as to what happened and they really don't care. They, there's, well, there's nothing that can be said to break them away from Donald right. Trump. Well, you know, there's two parts to that. One, I don't know how many people support Donald Trump the man versus Donald Trump the policies and the decisions that he made when he was president. So there's a strong part that is very much connected to Donald Trump in that way. But I don't know that, you know, I hear more and more straw polls that it's the policies that he promoted that matter more to Republicans. The other thing is that, you know, now that we are, you know, sometime past January 6th, um, there are still a lot of people that are concerned that much greater focus is on this than any of the actual death and destruction that occurred in the riots and looting that was all promoted by Democrats the wow. entire summer before. Yeah. And in addition, it is the timing of this and the fact that it was done as a Hollywood production. There's a lot of people that are very skeptical about what's really the purpose behind What do you mean a Hollywood these. production? Well, we know that they hired, you know, an ABC producer to help, you know, produce these. The packaging. Yeah. And, and so. Wrong. Yeah. And that's wrong to hire a. A professional well, it adds an that. element of entertainment to it yes. and, and, and a slightly different purpose. And that is not to get the truth, but to send a specific message. And so, there's okay. a lot of people that are there. They've denounced January 6th. They have come out and said those who broke the law should be prosecuted. And those who stand up for the Constitution should be respected for standing up for the Constitution. However, this is a distraction to what everybody else in America cares about right now. This and is they see the this as a political standing up for the Constitution. This is literally what that is. This is some of this most serious people, Republicans, many, many Republicans and Democrats, standing up for the Constitution and trying to hold a president who attempted to overthrow the government to account. That's what this is. And that occurred. Yes. And so exactly. it's time to move so on. Do we need to keep doing this. Stephanie made a good I'm just, point before you know, that devolved point. into uh, pure whataboutism. <laughs> um, the, and the good point is that uh, 
you know, there there is an audience here, and going back to Bruce's point about the audience and who's the audience for this, um, there are people who have yet to be forced to make a decision, to choose between Donald Trump and somebody else. And I think Stephanie is probably correct. There are a lot of people who look at Donald Trump's record in office, the Supreme Court picks, um, the state of the economy when he left office, uh, factoring out some of the COVID stuff, um, who are going to say that, yeah, I liked all of that. But they haven't been asked to be to choose between him and potentially a Ron DeSantis or someone else. Right. And I think that there is an audience of people that these hearings, I hope, will speak to, that when they are going to make that choice, they will say, hey, I may have good feelings about a lot of the Trump era, probably more than I have personally, mm -hmm. but maybe it's time for somebody else to be the standard bearer for this party. And I think that this is largely for them and to help reinforce why nominating Donald Trump again would be a terrible idea for Republicans. I, I actually agree with Eric, who agreed with me. But I mean, my point is, I think that that's what... <laughs> That is what I'm seeing. You know, we've been out on the campaign trail for these last few months, and what we are seeing is not so much talk of the person, but of the policies, of what's working and what's not working. And that's where, the, you know, people are looking backward, and you're right. It is very much right of who is the right, you know, who's going to be the, the next holder of those policies. But it, it, I have to make the point here that there is nobody looking backward more than Donald Trump. <laughs> Who uh, could um, Liz Cheney be the ultimate candidate against Donald Trump? I want to get Patrick's response. What would happen, <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. if the Republican nomination was a battle between Donald Trump and Liz Cheney? Yeah. What would the Democrats be doing and who would they be rooting for in that primary? <laughs> That's that interesting. Primary. Bruce, a few, a few months ago, I think you and Mark uh, Vargas put me on the spot and asked me whether or not Republicans should be running Joe Manchin. And now you're asking yep. me whether they should run Liz <laughs> Cheney. <laughs> and I'm afraid these two candidates are both fundamentally flawed and that Republicans just don't like them anymore, right? They've turned on the standard barrier. They're turned on the Trump MAGA wing of the party. And so Republicans want nothing who, to do with them. Who was turned on them? Wait, who's uh, Liz Cheney. Oh, well, Liz Cheney, right. Liz Cheney exactly. has. Yeah, she's got to win a primary for. And so yeah, I think, I think she'd she get. May. I think she she'd get smoked. I think she would get floored by Donald Trump in the Republican right. Party. Sadly. Yeah. I Do you agree with that, Eric? If it were a theoretical matchup between the two of them, yes, I agree that Liz Cheney would get floored. I mean, the benefit is if, uh, it, as I think we could all probably agree. There is not going to be a one-on-one -on -one race no. between Liz Cheney and Donald Trump for the Republican <laughs> nomination. Um, there are going to be more people that are going to be in that race, and it is going to be far more complicated than that. But yeah. no, uh, Liz Cheney is not going to be able to knock Donald Trump out of a one-on-one -on -one fight in a nominating competition. She said today, she says, an important thing is the American people are protected from Donald Trump. Yeah. The GOP cannot survive as a party if Donald Trump is the 2024 nominee. And she also said that the, in, on the idea of whether or not Donald Trump would be prosecuted mm -hmm. by this Justice Department, uh, Peter Carl, who was doing the interview, said, well, wouldn't people be upset that, w that the politics of the general, or the attorney general of one party would be filing suit and trying to uh, send the, you know, the, the leader of the other uh, defeated party uh, to prison and convict him? And she said that she would not be concerned about the image of the Democrats, including and in prosecuting a Republican ex-president. What about you, Patrick Hanley? Yeah. I want you to think about it. We're going to pause right now. I'm going to let you give, give you give you 
10 seconds to think about it, or actually three minutes to think about it. <laughs> yeah. But that's the question. Sounds good. And this, Stay tuned, and, folks. And this is, for, this is for everybody listening. Even if you hate Donald Trump, do you want to see him prosecuted and, if found guilty, sent to prison? Yes or no? Back shortly. Goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. 145 over 92. 180 over 111. 182 over 100. And I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest. And then a stroke. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. A lot of people don't understand, including myself, I didn't, now I do, uh, the impact of having a stroke. My memory is shot. When I woke up, I couldn't speak. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it, or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. It's a new life, but I'm going to make it better. I'm coming back. Ask your doctor. Check your blood pressure. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Tonight we have a Republican, we have a Democrat, and we have a Libertarian, and they're all talking about, thus far we've been talking about Donald Trump and the hearings. And again, uh, how the, we'll get into some of the other issues in, uh, in the second hour of our broadcast this evening. 
But let's take a moment, let everybody take a moment and introduce themselves. And we'll begin with you, Stephanie Hitt. First of all, congratulations, because you were the manager of Kathy Salvey's race for the United States Senate, the Republican nomination, right, and uh, she won, so congratulations. So I guess I was originally just a uh, couch chair strategist, right. and I jumped two feet in to become a campaign manager on a very vigorous, um, exciting campaign here in Illinois. For those of you listening, we ran our own primary, and um, it's, it's been an exciting opportunity. We are learning uh, you know, right on the ground what people are really thinking about every issue mm -hmm. out there. And there was eight or nine people in the race? Uh, yes, seven, seven. Seven people. Okay. So it was a crowded primary and very vigorous. And I will say this, it's, uh, it's exciting to see, especially in Illinois, where we sometimes can be a little lackluster, um, that we have so many candidates slated. Many, many primaries were contested. And that's kind of exciting. It's been a long time since Republicans felt like they had a chance. And uh, also, uh, you're running against Tammy Duckworth. Uh, we will be. Another yes. term. Patrick Hanley, tell everybody who you are. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Patrick Hanley. We're going to turn your microphone on now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Here I am. Uh, my name is Patrick Hanley. I'm a small business owner along with my wife. We run a company called Piglet in Bed. We sell pajamas, linens, uh, tableware, sleepwear uh, out of Winnetka, Illinois, kind of a northern suburb where I'm very active in the local Democratic Party. Okay. And uh, Eric Cohn joins us. Eric, from your new home and. Uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Been here a year now, yeah. I'm the Director of Marketing and Communications at the Acton Institute for the Study of Religion and Liberty here in Grand Rapids. Uh, our biggest project that I'd like to draw uh, listeners' attention to is a documentary film called The Hong Konger, Jimmy Lai's Extraordinary Struggle for Freedom, uh, which is the story of a newspaper publisher who published a pro-democracy paper in Hong Kong. Uh, who is currently imprisoned by the Chinese Communist Party. People can find out more about that at thehongkongermovie.com. Okay. Uh, let's, let's go back to, to what happens next uh, with these hearings and also the reaction. We should mention, by the way, we'll talk more about this uh, in the second hour tonight, but one of the big victories here in Illinois, and last night or last Tuesday was a big primary night here, uh, in addition to Kathy Salvey winning a primary of m many candidates, uh, Darren Bailey, uh, a farmer from Southern Illinois, uh, won the primary, won the primary with 58% yeah. of the vote, big time. And uh, the Democrats have spent uh, $30 million, the Democratic Governors Association and J.B. Pritzker, one of its chief benefactors who is running for re-election, they have said that he is too conservative for Illinois. <laughs> and they poured so much money into letting everybody know that Darren Bailey was a conservative. Uh, he now is in the race. Right. Uh, but again, we, we have as a, as a state, and I think this is going to be a challenge to the national as well as local news media, right. we have probably one of the best right-left races mm -hmm. in the country as yeah, to who's going to be the governor. And we're going to find out whether Darren Bailey is too conservative for Illinois mm -hmm. or is J.B. Pritzker too liberal? No right. one's ever asked that question. It is. Sure. Yeah. Is he too liberal, Patrick, for you to, for your taste? No, to be, no, not at all. I think I, I honestly I didn't support JB in the primary because I thought he was too uh, conservative, and I actually think he's oh, okay. played his cards oh. really well as governor. He's led us through uh, an incredibly serious health crisis, Were you the for pandemic. Biss? Uh, I was. I was, okay, okay. along with much of the northern suburbs. This yeah. uh, is a great guy. But actually, J.B. has done a fantastic job as governor, and he's governed us right down the middle with some leftward tilts. Uh, and so I think he set himself up really well uh, for the general. 
we're paying down our debt backlog from the last Republican governor. So we were put into a, a pretty good fiscal state, which for Illinois is saying quite a lot. And to your business people, primarily those that are in the restaurant business, uh, how do they feel about J.B. Pritzker, who was one of the most prohibitive yeah. governors in the United States when it came to COVID? Yeah. And he, he, he is the complete opposite of what Ron DeSantis did in Florida. Yeah, that's a good and question. That, is, that, is that an albatross around his neck, or do you think that's a medal for him to be... Uh, no, to the extent that there is one, that is the toughest part. I've got a lot of friends that own businesses, a couple of friends that own nail salons and small businesses in, in Winneka, and they're not a huge fan. That is a constituency that we're going to have to work work hard to talk to and tell them why shutting down the state in the way that we did was the only way that the state's economy could revive in the way that it has. And I think the governor led us through uh, that health crisis and ruffled some feathers doing it, but I think he did a great job. Eric Cohn, how do you feel uh, about the results in Illinois? in the Republican primary. So I wanted to make a prop bet with some of my friends as, as a former Illinoisan and a pretty mm -hmm. much a lifelong Illinoisan prior to moving to Grand Rapids, um, whether or not Dale and Darren Bailey would lose the general election by more points than he would win the Republican primary. And it is only <laughs> because he just trounced everyone else in that Republican primary so handily that I don't want to make that bet now. But I think he will lose rather handily. And yeah. I, I want to go back to the point that you alluded to, Bruce, uh, near the beginning of, of setting the segment up, which is all of the money that was poured into essentially supporting Darren Bailey by the Democratic Governors Association and by J.B. Pritzker. At the same time that these people are telling us that there are incredibly dangerous people like Darren Bailey who believe conspiracy theories, who think the election was stolen, who are um, far too irresponsible to be put in uh, seats of power. They are pouring money into nominating these people with the potential that, well, I think it is very unlikely in Illinois that Bailey will beat Pritzker. In other states where candidates similar to Bailey have been nominated, they might win. So you cannot tell me that you think that they are these great threats to democracy and they'd be pouring money into, with a wink and a nudge, saying, He's too conservative for Illinois, knowing that that will play to a Republican primary electorate and then playing the same dangerous game they did with Trump, thinking that, oh, he'll be the easiest to beat. And oh, yeah. whoops, he became president of the United yeah. States. And Ronald Reagan beat uh, Jimmy Carter and all the Carter people wanted Ronald Reagan. So sometimes uh, be, be careful what you ask for because you may get it. Uh, by the way, in, in that particular case, the other thing I find interesting is that in this era when, when J.B. Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, and Democrats are always talking about the Republicans are out to destroy democracy. Yeah. They will, you know, January 6th was about destroying democracy, and the Republicans <clears throat> want to destroy democracy because they don't believe in election results and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. You have, about three weeks ago, Carl Bernstein, who was Woodward and Bernstein, obviously, the claim to fame, uh, having broke the story of, of the Watergate break-in, he said during a 50th anniversary interview on ABC, he said that the worst thing that Richard Nixon did was trying to break in to the headquarters of the Democratic Party because that was a challenge to democracy. He thought that was the worst thing that Richard Nixon did meddling in the Democratic primary back in 1972. And now you have the governor of Illinois spending $30 million, some of his own money, some of it uh, Democratic Governors Association. I mean, there, this is now a strategy used by the Democrats. I mean, if there's anyone out there that I think is, is challenging um, democracy, it's when you enter a primary trying to create for yourself the, 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 the worst possible candidate, just as Eric said. 
You're, you're giving $30 million to someone who you vehemently oppose in thinking that you're going to hoodwink the public into, in, into falling for that scheme. Now, maybe they did fall for the, the scheme. Maybe a large portion of that 58% fell for this, this scheme. But you know what? I don't think so. And when the Democrats ask over and over again, is Illinois too conservative for a Republican governor, I think I wouldn't take a big bet on that. But not this Republican governor. And let's not forget the $50 million that was poured in to support Richard Irvin, who won third place in the gubernatorial primary. Yes. Money didn't buy this candidate, right? It was a combination of things. And I think the, the most important was that Darren Bailey speaks to the Trumpist MAGA base of the Republican Party, not just in the United States, but also in Illinois. Did the JB and the DGA ads help illustrate that Trumpist component of his candidacy? Yes, they did. And I completely disagree, Eric. I, I really don't think that this was playing with fire the same way that you suggest, because this is Illinois. This is not Virginia. This is not Pennsylvania, a closer battleground we're state. Smarter. Which we're they smarter. did in Pennsylvania. They poured money into Mastriano, Mastriano in order yeah. to do the same wink and a nudge thing with him. Oh, the more despicable thing, I think, is the um, uh, the Republican uh, congressional candidate out in, in California, uh, whose name is escaping me at the moment, um, doing after having Democrats having praised him for being one of the people who voted to impeach Trump, pouring money into attacking him for having voted to impeach Trump to try to get a more right wing candidate in the general election. So I agree with Patrick. This is Illinois. That big of a victory by Bailey in the primary was not going to be changed if they didn't pour that money into it. But the principle <clears throat> still stands that this is a very dangerous game to be playing. It's mm. an old game. It's not something that hasn't been done before. Sure. Um, Claire McCaskill did it with Todd Aiken going back to 2010. It's certainly been done before that. But I just don't want to hear the rhetoric about how these people are a threat to democracy while they're continuing to pour money into trying to nominate as Republicans people who they think are a threat to democracy. And don't and don't criticize the Republican Party for engaging in class warfare. The reality here is one of the reasons why I think a lot of people would say that 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 uh, uh, Pritzker does not like uh, Bailey because politics is part of it. But you know what? He's from Southern Illinois. He talks with a Southern accent. He's got a crew cut. <laughs> He's a farmer. He's a farmer. Yeah, nothing's he wrong with that. We're, we're not taking he, issue he, with that. He doesn't buy his clothes at Ralph Lauren. That doesn't yeah. matter. Or the big well, man I, shop. I, you know, yeah. I want to I want to speak really up because I, I'm listening to everyone here, and I I will tell you this, having just come from you know the Illinois campaign trail. Yeah. yeah. Do not underestimate how many people, Democrats included, people who crossed over to sign petitions, do not assume that. It is only MAGA, hardcore Trump people right. that are voting this way. And we know that Illinois is not a hardcore Trump yeah. MAGA place. The Repu he, Trump did not campaign, did not finish well in Illinois. Mm -hmm. But there is a strong, strong voice in Illinois for people who did not like mask mandates, and we were forced to live with them. We have the highest unemployment in the country as a state, and... We have the worst education system that's forcing parents out of the classrooms, and everybody in Illinois cares about that. Darren Bailey is without question a long shot in this race, but it's not a foregone conclusion to J.B. Backstreet. Shop 4th of July savings now at Lowe's. Take up to $750 off qualifying major appliances, including GE appliances. 
Save on the GE Profile Top Load Laundry Pair with Smart Wash technology for optimum cleaning and fabric care. And Microband Antimicrobial Technology to help keep odor-causing bacteria from forming. Get July 4th savings at Lowe's. Must ask cashier to scan coupon at time of purchase. Can't be combined with other discounts. Savings varies based on eligible total purchase. See Lowe's.com for restrictions. Valid through 713. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. As we look at Portland, Oregon, we remind you that wherever you're listening to this program, if you'd like to send me some beauty shots of your hometown, uh, send them to Bruce Dumont, 1944 at gmail.com. Just two or three of them. I don't need uh, a lot of them, but do let me know uh, what the picture is of. So if it's a, a favorite watering hole in your area or the local church, do let me know. Bruce Dumont, 1944, and uh, we will try to sneak your uh, photos uh, into our bumper breaks on Beyond the Beltway. Uh, another story, uh, the Supreme Court this past week basically said remain in Mexico. Uh, will uh, will be a policy that the Biden administration uh, can 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 utilize uh, and and to change because they don't like it. Uh, so the Supreme Court gave them power, but I think the more dramatic story about illegal immigration was the uh, 
the 53 migrants who were found suffocated to death uh, in this truck uh, that came into the United States. And I, it really, I think, just underscores the, the difficult life of, uh, and the risk that people trying to get in the United States take. And uh, in this case, the one thing that has really shocked me is some of the stories that have come out, including the one by uh, uh, Congressman Cuellar from down there, who was quoted in the San Antonio papers as basically saying, this is a truck that was waved through. Mm. Right. I mean, no one, because of the traffic down there, and mm -hmm. it was so heavy, no there, was no, there was no inspection of this truck, and I'm just wondering, how often does that happen? And I, I would Probably bet that it happens, it happens yeah. a lot. And again, yeah. it, it does uh, talk about, uh, uh, you know, the devastation of a story. And again, it was a, one of the worst incidents in, in the state yeah. of Texas history. I understand we have Kevin uh, listening to the broadcast. He is in Austin, Texas. Speaking of Texas, Kevin, go ahead. You're on the air. You're not there. No. He is there. Kevin, are hey, you there? January 6th. Yeah, go Hello? ahead. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so on the Bailey uh, election and the, yeah. the J.B. Pritzker, I'm curious, do you think Pat uh, Brady and the rest of the Republicans have gone out yet and sung Kumbaya together? You know, basically, are they be working together to get uh, Darren Bailey elected? Well, we I think, I, like, the establishment of Bill Durkins and all that just aren't going to work. Don't don't hold oh, your breath I, for I would, Patrick. I Bill. would disagree. I, I do know doing. there's going to be some unity breakfasts, and there is some talk, and... There is definitely some very, very vocal, um, unifying talk about Bailey is our, our candidate and we're going to stand behind him. I think they're going to do it um, much more than they've done in the past for conservative candidates. There will, there will be no unity with Pat Brady. Oh, no, yeah, I, uh, I admire Stephanie's hopefulness. You like my optimism, Eric? Yeah. I, I, I admire I, her hopefulness, but go I have been ahead. around Illinois politics far too long to believe that there will be kumbayas <laughs> between uh, one of the more conservative candidates who has ever been nominated in this state and the establishment part of the Republican Party. I think there are problems with both of them, and they both come in for a lot of criticism, but, uh, yeah. boy, I do not see that happening. Well, we do have some, we do have one candidate that's a good healer. So go, go ahead, caller. Yeah, will this be an opportunity, even if he doesn't win, to kind of help build the Republican Party? They, I know Bailey's tried to make inroads into Chicago and Cook County and that mm -hmm. type of thing. Will that will this be an opportunity for is that, it, even if he doesn't win? It was a tough start for him. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just got to say it was a tough start for him when he called Chicago a hellhole. But I, I see what you're saying. Well, you know, I'm actually well, seeing that now. A lot of people yes. agree with that. Yeah. But yeah. you would. We had this in the off, off yeah. time, and that is, I I personally was surprised by how up in the Collar Counties and the North Shore, how many people who you would consider your typical establishment moderate Republicans, were coming out in support of Bailey. Yeah. I was personally on a you know, um, you know my own on the ground effort. I was very very surprised. Well, we'll see, because, uh, again, for those listening around the country, the Illinois Republican Party has not been very effective in, in recent decades. Uh, I think I'm being generous there. Uh, and, again, uh, if you're the old-school Republican or the country club Republican, you usually have not been very supportive of efforts uh, to have a conservative on the ticket. We have, actually, a couple of examples, because Kathy Salvi is a very strong, strong conservative. She is the Republican nominee. She's running against Tammy Duckworth, which is a very tough race to run. But again, she's going to be running. And uh, you also have uh, Darren Bailey. And I think the big question here is the Democrats have been telling us for months with hundreds of thousands of dollars in television ads 
that Darren Bailey is too conservative to be in Illinois. And, and, and this Democratic you know, voice has said, well, this is what's right and this is what's wrong. No one has said, has J.B. Pritzker been too liberal for Illinois? I mean, the only thing that J.B. Pritzker talks about is abortion. He wants to keep Illinois the abortion capital of the Midwest, one of the most ones in the country, and he's also flirting with running for president. So a big question that everyone should ask and the media should ask is, if he got elected, is he going to stick around? Or we should, should we be looking at a Juliana Stratton who's running yeah. for lieutenant governor? So what do you think of that? I'm not is too worried. I, I think J.B. Pritzker is a, a pretty popular guy. Not only has he led us through the pandemic, but he's also tackled climate change in a very serious way with CJA. Uh, he's made electric vehicles uh, a key industry in our state, and that's, what, that's a growth industry that we're going to see over the next 10 years. Illinois was ranked number three in corporate relocations and expansions last year, uh, only to Ohio and Texas. So it's one of the best states to do business these days, which again, for Illinois, might be something of a surprise for folks who've lived here for a long time. So I think JB's done an excellent job. Well, what you'll find very interesting, and which got a lot of support, is many of those Republicans, including Darren Bailey, but Tom DeVore, who won the Attorney General, they won on the fact that they beat J.B. Pritzker in court, and specifically on the COVID and the mask mandates. And I, again, we hinted we, we at this before, do not underestimate all the incredibly liberal policies that, that, that people are fighting against here in Illinois. And they're watching the state, people run away from the state. They're watching, you know, Caterpillar just packed up. Kellogg came um, to Chicago. Yeah. That just on a headquarters level. That's not, there's not Google's adding a thousand jobs this adding. year. And the point is we, we are fleeing, and we have the highest unemployment rate in the entire country as a state. We have the highest one. And that is affecting everybody. But when it comes down, when it comes right down to the personalities, Eric, uh, what's the picture of the personalities that you see? I need a 30 second answer, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know how much personality is going to matter. I think J.B. Pritzker is playing with House money because there are so many more registered Democrats yep. in Illinois than there are Republicans. So Stephanie may be right. There may be those North Shore Republicans that are very enthusiastic about Darren Bailey, but there just aren't enough of them to win an election on their own. He's got to persuade some moderates and some Democrats, and boy, I don't see it happening. Eric Cohen has been a guest from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Thank you very much. Patrick Hanley and Stephanie Hitt. They'll continue in hour number two. We'll be joined by Charles Lipson. I'm Bruce Dumont. Don't go away. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Uh, goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Shop 4th of July savings now at Lowe's. 
Take up to $750 off qualifying major appliances, including GE appliances. Save on the GE Profile Top Load Laundry Pair with Smart Wash technology for optimum cleaning and fabric care. And Microban antimicrobial technology to help keep odor-causing bacteria from forming. Get July 4th savings at Lowe's. Must-ask cashier to scan coupon at time of purchase. Can't be combined with other discounts. Savings varies based on eligible total purchase. See Lowe's.com for restrictions. Bow through 713. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike's sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Why does Comcast Business power more businesses than any other provider? It has technology solutions that put you ahead, like the fastest reliable network and serious savings. Whether your small business is starting or growing, you need Comcast Business. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Ask about Comcast Business Internet and Security Edge, or find out how to get a $500 prepaid card with a qualifying gig bundle. Call or go online today to learn more. Prepaid card offer ends 8-28-22. Restrictions apply. Call for details. What if the music stopped? If the familiar voices were silenced? If there were no breaking news updates? What if your companion and connection to your community came with a monthly fee? Don't worry. We're free local radio with you wherever you go. Celebrating 100 years and looking forward to the next 100. We are broadcasters. Text radio to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local TV and radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Mark back. We continue with hour number two of Beyond the Beltway. Patrick Hanley and Stephanie Hitt, both uh, Democrat and Republican, join me in studio. And uh, from the University of Chicago, we're joined by Charles Lipson, who is a professor emeritus down there. Charles, it's nice to uh, see you, at least with a background of the beautiful uh, University of Chicago campus. Uh, one of the most beautiful uh, places in Illinois. I think uh, yeah. you've well, never been you. there. It's I really a nice visit. That. It, it really reminds me of my backyard. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Well manicured, well manicured. Uh, I want to begin, uh, Charles, by, uh, uh, you know, we, we touched on uh, briefly, we kind of set the stage in hour number one. Uh, it is clear that the House uh, hearings, uh, that uh, their goal, the Republicans and the Democrats, they want to see these, uh, the charges brought by the Justice Department, and they want to see Donald Trump go to prison. Uh, clearly, uh, I see that loud and clear. And my question to you is, and I'm going to ask you to play both sides, to answer this two ways. What is the positive side of prosecuting and indicting the president? And what is the downside? Give us the positive side. Give us the democratic reason why Donald Trump should be prosecuted for his crimes of January 6th. As far as the Democrats see it, and I think this is fairly common across uh, uh, even moderate left to all the way uh, on the far left, they really do think that he tried to overthrow the American electoral system and that since he's out of office and can't be impeached uh, for that, they think it's a crime. They think that what he did was a direct assault 
on our democratic governance. And, um, and that that ought to be the sort of thing that is prosecuted. The downside is that most Americans, uh, uh, Americans are concerned about that, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I think they're also concerned about the fact that uh, the hearings seem to be a kind of a show trial without cross-examination and the like. But I think m most Americans are concerned that it's taking away attention from the, from the issues that are currently top of their agenda, which is, uh, we, we all know those issues, their inflation, crime, the border, uh, to some extent COVID, a variety of other issues. By the way, I would say on inflation, we've kind of got it a little bit wrong. It's not only that inflation is a problem, it's that uh, real incomes have declined slightly mm -hmm. yeah. and people are not optimistic about the future. And when people yeah. are not optimistic about the future, that's a problem. And it's a problem if you have the party that's in power, which is the Democrats, uh, looking backwards. So that's the downside for them. And the upside is that they really do think crimes were committed okay. and let's, serious ones. Let's go yeah. to Patrick Hanley. You are the card-carrying Democrat. Sure. Uh, do you want to see Donald Trump indicted? I think it's, I think you, you framed it very well in setting aside the political and then kind of the what should actually happen. Yes. I agree that there's political consequences to the Democrats coming after Donald Trump. I, I agree. I, I, that makes, that's true. I, that said, I don't think we're going to win over any voters by not doing it. And frankly, I think it's incredibly important to set in stone what happens when you try and coup the democratic process, when you try and overrule an election on your own uh, on your own volition. And what we've seen through the hearings and then, frankly, over the last two years is the the clear story of President Trump doing every single thing he can, turning over every single stone and rock to try and overturn an election. And that cannot happen in the United States. What what signal does it send to the rest of the world if Attorney General Gar uh, Merrick Garland decided that he wanted to prosecute this case? What does it what does it say to those around the world that say, oh my God, even the United States, yeah. it's 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 yeah. falling apart? No, no, no. I, I completely disagree. I think the the message around the world would say, wow, the United States is finally standing up for its own laws and its own values, despite having this madman at the helm for four years. Their laws do matter. Right. Dictators around the world, both scenario types will be put on watch that the United States does care about this stuff, which, frankly, has been up for question the last five years. Stephanie hit a question. I, I completely what's, what's the I completely disagree. Downside? I think the downside is it sets. First of all, it sets a horrible, horrible precedent that, you know, we have a political system and we we solve our problems politically. We somebody gets elected or, you know, unelected. And the other thing that. Um, we we are doing is that what we did see is that he didn't overthrow the government. He tried real hard. That we have constitutional protections that they did work in such a way, um, and so that the the system did work. And what we're doing now is just now it becomes sort of a vitriolic, spiteful attack on Donald Trump as a way to you know. To punish him, attempted murder and is still a I crime, right? And I think that right? that's what most Amer you know, most Americans see this as. And I think it would set a horrible precedent, and it would make us look no different than some of these other banana republic, third world countries, where that's what they do. When they don't have a system that doesn't work, that's what they do. They throw pe people in prison. The point is, we do have a system. It did work, and we had an election, and it was a fair election, and Donald Trump lost. That that. Those are the consequences. 
You By know, the way, I think the fact that Donald Trump continues to deny that he lost is a serious problem for the country yeah. as well as for the uh, for the Republicans. I, I would just say in response to Patrick, I think where uh, where Patrick may have made a bit of a mistake was when you say for the last five years or something like that about Trump. He's going to be tried, if he's tried at all, about one specific event. And I think the fact that you're talking about his whole presidency as a reason to try him no, no. is a problem. That's, I'm sorry, I mean, if, I, I'm really sorry is, if I misspoke. Patrick. That's really don't not you, what I said. Don't you see the issue? No, no, but what I said was he has been yep. a, a, an embarrassment for the United States for the last five years, but we should try him based on what he did between November 3rd and January 6th. But he's a, he's an embarrassment to you. He's an embarrassment. Right. He's to an embarrassment Democrats. to liberal democracies all he, over the world. Is no, actually what I was alluding to, to earlier. Not to eighty percent of a you know eighty percent eighty oh, of Republicans. Republicans. That's possible. But that's, that's a possible. lot of people. They're real people. Seventy five million people are real people in this country. But and I think the fact know. that so many of his followers don't think that the attempt to overthrow. A legitimate election where there was no proof before any neutral body that there had been substantial fraud enough to change any electoral votes. I think the fact that Donald Trump not only said it between November the 3rd and January the 6th uh, and tried to rev up all of his people, but is still doing it, won't endorse people who don't agree with that, is a serious problem for a constitutional democracy. I mean, Stephanie, if you had said what you just said uh, about it being he lost the election, he wouldn't endorse you. And a lot of the people who, and a lot of the people who uh, are his followers would vote against you. And I think that's a real problem for our country. Yeah. But again, from a practical standpoint, and I want everybody to think about this because we have a break coming up. From a practical standpoint. I want to think about what will happen in the body politic, what will happen in day-to-day uh, living experiences that we have as Americans, yeah. if 50%, name, name the vote, 50, 55%, whatever it is, a substantial half of the United States hates what you're doing. What does it do to the country? What, do, what does it do to the country? Gerald Ford thought about what Richard Nixon could do to the country, and so we pardoned them. A lot of people didn't like that pardon, including me. Back shortly from Chicago. Uh, goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. 
No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, don't tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. He really tried to overturn the election. We are back. Boy, we were having a good time during the break there. <laughs> we vehemently we, we, we disagree. Well, 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 let's, let, let's take a moment. We'll let Charles and we'll let everybody listen to what you, what you were just saying. You were you were both very exercised. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, we'll go to you. Make the case. Sure. So make, the, the, make the case there should be an indictment of Donald Trump. You should go to you. Make Donald Trump, case. as president of the United, duly elected president of the United States in 2016, committed the most heinous crime that an executive can in a liberal democracy by trying to overturn a legitimate election in which he lost. Donald Trump committed. I'm not a lawyer, and you can feel free to correct me. But in my mind, when I hear the word treason, I think about people that try and overturn elections in which they lost to stay in power for as long as they want to. By the way, today uh, on, on one of the Sunday shows, I believe it was on uh, ABC, uh, the question was asked, what would be the charges if there were, if there were criminal charges? Uh, and so let's, let's go through some of them. <laughs> Obstructing a congressional proceeding Conspiracy to defraud the United States, seditious conspiracy, wire fraud, and witness tampering, which is yeah. the most recent right. charge. Now, just on those charges, I want to go to Charles. Looking at that litany of possible charges, is there anyone that you think could stick in the court of public opinion, which will then lead the, the political dialogue in the country, Charles? Well, I think that witness tampering, if they can actually show something as concrete, 
and is linked directly to Trump, uh, then that's a pretty straightforward thing and people can comprehend that. Uh, I think that, um, let me see that list again. There was okay. one that struck me, uh, yes, seditious conspiracy. Mm -hmm. See, if you're going to uh, indict a former president, you want serious charges. Seditious conspiracy would have to, I think, be in there. Frankly, obstructing a congressional uh, inquiry, I, I just think it's it's uh, minor stuff. Uh, why, I'm not sure what m wire fraud is all about. People want to, the The problem is they've gone to this well so many times trying to impeach him that unless they have something very concrete and very serious, then I think it's all, uh, uh, it's a mistake. Remember with Nixon, the key thing was the erasure of the 18 and a half minutes on the tape and recordings in which he was clearly trying to obstruct justice. Mm -hmm. Those are felonies, and they had him dead to rights on it. Not that they hadn't been trying to get him for mm -hmm. two decades, right. but they actually had him for felonies. And in the end, that actually convinced Republicans. One of the worst things for the country would be if, if you got a 50-50 country where half the people thought, this is just outrageous mm. that they are going after him, and this is yet more politicization of the Department of Justice. So they need to be able to convince some sort of sensible, moderate uh, uh, independence mm. that this is a fair set of charges. And, I, and right. I, I don't think there is a large swath of the American people who would believe that this was fair. I mean, the right. Democrats are going to say, "Oh, this is absolutely right." Throw the kitchen sink at them, and then you're going to have the Republicans saying, "Oh no, this is this is this is overstretching everything else. Everything is is hearsay." I mean, they're they're going to go through some of the mistakes of last week or alleged mistakes of last week when you had members of the Secret Service challenging the testimony of Cassidy Hutchinson, right. and and yet you're going to have another third of the country, and I think it may be a third of the country that's just going to say, "You know what? This is a pox on both of your houses." I, I just I just want to get this over. And they haven't right. released Bruce and right. they haven't released all the the testimony that no. they've taken in private. Right. So in other words, they're playing hide the ball and they've kept uh Republicans uh, uh you know pro-Trump Republicans right. off the committee so there's no real cross-examination. So right. I think people think it's a show trial. Yeah, no right. I think that I think I think that's a debate they may have already And it lost. does it does come on the heels of you know, multiple impeachment proceedings. And so people just see this as one more attempt, one more step, you know, whether, you know, whether we're looking at the charges or not. I think, you know, we can step away from, you know, does this qualify? When, when we have, and we talked about this a little bit, um, when we have presidents who, who misbehave, we tend to let other processes deal with that and punish them in those ways, not showing them up, putting them on trial, throwing them on prison. And we've always been a very forgiving country, but we resolve that through elections and, and people losing elections or people resigning or, um, you know, and so we've had a history of that. Um, we saw it even with Hillary, who wasn't even, you know, president at the time. 
And so Talk nobody, I don't think anybody actually really wanted to see Hillary put on trial and things like that. And I Don, think we're a little way, more forgiving on, to and, politicians. And early on, Donald Trump, shortly after he was elected, he said he was not looking to have any further investigation into, right. into he, Hillary Clinton. Right. And, and you know, was, this was we tend to be very forgiving to, you know, political actors who are misbehaving. The magnitude of and, these alleged crimes are completely different. Whatever Hillary Clinton did or did not do on well, her campaign is completely different from what Donald Trump attempted to do as president after losing an election. From intimidating literally everybody you could talk to, to sending a violent mob to the Capitol to stop the certification of the Electoral College votes. Having shadow servers in a White House to take test, you know, to listen in on our uh, on a current president isn't serious. I mean, we are talking about, you know, someone, a political operative, Hillary, who did some pretty vile things and sent people in to lie to the FBI and manipulate the FBI. Um, there are there are some very serious problems. Uh, with I, that. I challenge all but those. The point is, she lost the election. That's how she was. That's that was her punishment. And we'll and Barack see. Barack Obama and didn't we'll try that. and overturn those results, did he? The well, the the point is, Hillary never accepted those results. Either. You know, the smartest so. move ahead, for uh, Joe Biden would be if President Trump is indicted to say that he's uh, willing to pardon him if uh, Trump. Uh, frankly admits that uh, the election was fairly won uh, by the incumbent. Yeah. I think he'd have actually a hard time thinking about that. You think Trump would do that? I don't think he would. No, no, he would not. But I'm saying that for Biden, it would be a very smart move. Yeah. I I just don't know. It, It just drags the DOJ right into the middle of a huge political controversy right. sure and when you get when you also factor into that that the man that would be making a key decisions here uh the attorney general merrick garland already has reasons to be really po'd at republicans for what they did to him when he was trying to get to the supreme court so he's got uh, i would think he would almost have to recuse himself right. in, in this matter because of the uh, because of past uh, indiscretions that uh, Republicans, not indiscretions, they use they use raw politics uh, to uh, to keep him off the Supreme Court, and a lot of people don't like the use of raw politics, and that's what they've been complaining about for quite some time. And the other thing I think that's going to go on here, if if we get to a point where America is debating uh, the specifics of an indictment of Donald Trump, yeah. What is that going to do to the temperature that already exists in the country, given the Supreme Court decision on Roe v. Wade and the fact that the three justices that made it happen were all appointed by Donald Trump? It's just it's going to it's going to make um, it's going to make it, I think, impossible. I mean, we we know in the last several years how difficult in post Donald Trump's 2016 election. We know how how discussion and civic uh, tranquility in America (laughs) was affected by that. I think it's going to make that moment like a peaceful kindergarten party if if all these things come together. And again, that's crucial, Bruce. You're saying something crucial. crucial. And also, for Joe Biden, I mean, the ultimate profile in courage would be Joe Biden, who already maybe is not the pop, most popular Democrat in the entire party, but he happens to be the president. That could be an incredible profile and courage, and people would saying, 
does he have the courage that Gerald Ford had? Because Gerald I got. Ford lost, yeah. Gerald Ford lost the presidency, in my opinion, mm -hmm. when right. he pardoned he Richard Nixon. No, that's probably true. Bruce, I, th I agree with Charles. I think what you're saying is really important, and I agree. I think a lot about how we can come back together as a national polity and as a political community, and clearly we're incredibly divided. And a trial of Donald Trump in criminal court would certainly continue to do that. But from the Democratic perspective and from the perspective of independence, and frankly, from the global perspective looking at the United States from the outside, what would folks think of us if we knew our president had tried to overturn a Democratic result and we let him get away with it? Right? What is the what is the signal that that sends but to he, future Republicans who try and overturn? But he didn't get away with it. That's the point. But Stephanie, we, that doesn't matter. We right? But, like when you try but, and commit murder, you have committed a crime. What we not see not Chicago. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what Thanks, we are Charles. seeing that. is that this is a political arena, and it would there is no doubt a crime that, a in politics. that a trial would be viewed only as a lens through the lens of this is a political activity and there's one thing that would damage the United States and that would be anything that would make a trial or the use of the rule of law to be warped to, for political ends and that is why we don't as a rule do it this way but these aren't quote, unquote, we did not crimes. try people crimes. after the Civil War for treason there was a reason and that is sometimes sure the, the need to heal politically and unify this country is more important. And that's what we need to focus your, on. Your I think the idea of putting John, Donald Trump on trial would de devastate this country in a way that we could not come back to. Okay, we've got to pause. 1 800 723 8029. We have callers on the line. We will bring them into the conversation when we roll on from Chicago. I'm Bruce Dumont. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Why does Comcast Business power more businesses than any other provider? It has technology solutions that put you ahead, like the fastest reliable network and serious savings. Whether your small business is starting or growing, you need Comcast Business. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Ask about Comcast Business Internet and Security Edge, or find out how to get a $500 prepaid card with a qualifying gig bundle. Call or go online today to learn more. Prepaid card offer ends 8-28-22. Restrictions apply. Call for details. 145 over 92. 180 over 111. 182 over 100. And I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest and then a stroke. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. A lot of people don't understand, including myself, I didn't, now I do, uh, the impact of having a stroke. My memory is shot. When I woke up, I couldn't speak. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it, or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. It's a new life, but I'm going to make it better. I'm coming back. Ask your doctor. Check your blood pressure. 
Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. back on the air and I want to ask Charles Lipson something that I posed to Patrick Hanley and to uh, Stephanie Hitt during the break and they uh, found this rather amusing. What if, and this is clearly what if, this is one of the things we can do on this program, it's right on the borders of uh, rumor and innuendo. (laughs) What if Donald Trump were to say, I am not running for president. I ran it, I had a chance, I've heard all of this crap that's been going on of the Democrats. I don't believe any of it, but I do believe it would hurt the country if this continued to go on, this battle that is going on in the country. And for the good of the country, I am not going to seek re-election, and I'm going to endorse and pick a candidate, most likely it might be uh, Governor DeSantis of Florida. And he is my choice, and let's, let's move forward, but I am not going to be the candidate. Reaction, Charles, if that happened. Other than picking yourself up on the floor. I think there would be hats thrown in the hair in the <laughs> air by Republicans. Yeah. I think Republicans think at this point it's it's so long, you know, until the it's over two and a half years till the presidential election. But I think that uh, Republicans think almost any candidate that they put forward can win it, with the possible exception of Donald Trump. And uh, and so I think Republicans think that uh, that to the extent that uh, Trump is taken out, either by himself or by something else, then that would be uh, to their benefit. By the way, I think the only thing that would keep him out, aside from age or you know health issue that we don't know about, is if he actually thought he might lose, and he doesn't want to uh, go in it and be a loser, but. Uh, Joe Biden is currently the most unpopular president since they've kept records yeah, in the yeah. Truman administration. So it looks like you could you could beat him with somebody they dug up in a Chicago cemetery. <laughs> hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stephanie, well, we've got callers on the line. Let's go to uh, yeah, let's, go let's go to Brian in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and he is watching us on YouTube tonight. I think you're our first. Caller from YouTube, Brian. Go ahead. Hey, good evening. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the Republican Party is just trying to save their voting block. I mean, if Trump's fully exposed as a criminal, which he is, uh, it'll be pandemonium and they'll lose power. 
you were talking about what you could charge Trump for. How about inciting a riot? I mean, he was talking for weeks about December or January 6th. It was going to be wild. Remember that? And is uh, mm-hmm. Steve Bannon, you, you're not going to believe what's going to happen tomorrow. All these other statements. And then uh, the uh, woman's testimony was that Trump admitted foreknowledge that, uh, that the mob had weapons on them. Yeah. And they were they weren't there to hurt him, and he right. knew that, and she heard him say that. Right. So, uh, I don't think that Garland's going to charge him just because of all the turmoil it'll it'll cause the country. And Trump being Trump, I think if he thinks he's going to get charged, I think he'll throw his hat in the ring because you know the, mm-hmm. the only solution for Trump is is more Trump, mm-hmm. and he'll raise a big stink. He'll be the center of attention. And thousands of idiots will mail him money. It's just crazy that, that he has such a spell over these dumb Americans. It's just absolutely crazy. Do you well, think that's do my you, two cents? Do you, no, stay on the line. Do you think that people would send him money if he dropped out and endorsed somebody else? I mean, would, probably. Would, would, would probably. His, yeah. Would his perceived profile and courage, and it would be a perceived profile and courage, would, would people thank him and think so highly of him, maybe they would be changing their opinion about him, that he would see a benefit to that. Like a kingmaker pack. Yeah. What yeah, do you think, I, I think, I think uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't have anything enlightening to say. I mean, the guy is <laughs> obviously a criminal thug. He's just yeah. a criminal thug, and he's yeah. got he's cast a spell over a bunch of dimwits, so... You know, it's just amazing what's gone on in this country. It's just absolutely crazy. And let me say thank you to Adam Kinziger. Thanking you, thank you for looking like a stand-up, straight, smart man from Illinois. The, the guy who did the right thing and got ran out of politics. And also thank you to uh, Liz Cheney, two upstanding Americans. And as time goes on, they're going to look great in history. And all these other bootlickers like Jim Jordan and, and Mark Meadows and all these other idiots, they're just going to look like a bunch of fools. Which is what they are. Well, Have a good I afternoon. I would say that okay. Meadows is in real trouble right, right. now. Thanks, thanks uh, very much. I mean, huh? Wouldn't you no, say, just, Bruce? Yeah, no, I think so. His, his, uh, it doesn't look good for him in the future. But again, I, I, I'm just wondering what is the next bombshell? Because the Democrats are always giving us blockbuster or bombshell testimony, and then it, you know, they, they all agree that it, that's bombshell. And the rest of America doesn't see it as that. Or in this particular case, you have you have you know a Secret Service source who allegedly has said that uh, he doesn't remember the incident in the car by trying to reach for the uh, uh, you know yeah. reach for the wheel. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a you know I mean I would find it hard to believe that the committee at this point, with all of the investigative power that they have, and they have quite a bit, that they would not have already attempted or gotten more clarification up front from the Secret Service that the story she was telling uh, was true because her story is a, is a, is a second-hand tale. She did not. She did not see that with her own eyes. Can I can I take your sure. question, Bruce, and reframe it a little bit? And I'd love yes. to. I'd love to hear from all three of you. Actually, yeah. is there anything? Is there any piece of evidence that could come out that would convince you? And actually, everybody in this call, I think, is fairly convinced, but would convince a majority of Republicans that Donald Trump is criminally culpable. Is there is there anything that could come out like that, short of like a, a video of him saying, I am currently overturning the election? I, I, I think that 
that's the only thing yeah. that will be. It would have to be direct, actual evidence, and actual record. It would have to I be something. And even then, it would have to be so unbelievably verified. Um, think, Stephanie, doesn't that make you skeptical? I, of your I would say, uh, Patrick, yeah. uh, I, I would say that you and, pro and I think that uh, Donald Trump incited that mob. But there's a difference between a kind of general incitement, you should go and raise hell, blah, 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 and something that looks like a lot more concrete advocacy mm -hmm. to go into the Capitol and try to prevent Congress from counting the votes. If you find something that is very concrete along those, not merely something that he says mm -hmm. to an aide, but something that is communicated in some way from Trump, perhaps via an intermediary, to the crowd, that's a real problem, legal problem, and one that, that I think would capture the nation's uh, uh, attention. Yeah. But, but the fact that he agreed with the crowd, the fact that he kind of revved them up, the fact that he called them there on January the 6th is, I, I'm not a lawyer either, but it looks like it's a kind of a reach uh, to, in effect, say that it's a RICO, mm -hmm. that it's, uh, you know, some kind of a conspiracy, and so it begins to look political. I, I want to say one thing about the, about the political context of any potential trial. You have to remember that it would be conducted by an administration that has let the southern border absolutely go open, that has done nothing to protect uh, this, uh, the Supreme Court justices in, in terms of enforcing a clear-cut law that prevents people from massing outside their doors. So what people would say, and I think reasonably, is that we enforce some laws against people we don't like when we like the law and don't like the person, but not the reverse. Now, you may not think that that's so, Patrick, but I think a lot of people would. Well, also in that particular case, I think that's why a lot of people, including Stephanie, in response to the first question this evening, they were talking about the lack of interest by the Justice Department in pursuing the, the rioting and the looting and everything else that was going on in the United States in the year before this. And they're basically saying, how come you get all excited about January 6th when you didn't care about these other things? And I think Oh, because it was all just. But, it was uh, it was social justice. But a lot of Repub a lot of Republicans are asking that question. I think it's a legitimate question to ask. That doesn't that doesn't dismiss or diminish, in my view, uh, what took place on January sixth. And, and as I, I agree. said, I, as I've said on the program, when I watched January sixth, and I was watching at home on TV, I said to myself, "Oh my God, what are we doing? What's going on here?" This and and in my brain. I use the word insurrection long yeah. before I ever heard it described as anything. Right. And then I watched, I watched the speech. And, you know, the other day, one of the things that came out was that, that Pat Cipperoni, who was uh, mm -hmm. one of the legal advisors, who has not yet testified, or they, wanted, they want him to testify again, because mm -hmm. he can verify uh, the story of Ms. Hutchinson. Right. But he was the one that, that said, don't have the president go to the rally. We will be in all kinds of you-know-what if he goes to that rally based on what he had said. So here is a lawyer knowing what the president has already said to that group. Mm -hmm. 
He's worried that if this thing gets out of hand, which it did, but it could have been further out of hand if Donald Trump had gone there. Can you imagine the video if Donald Trump was, was there, you know, sh shaking right. his fist at, 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 at Mike Pence? And then also the story that would came out, obviously, during that period was the treatment of Mike Pence. Mm -hmm. Mike Pence is yeah, one of the most loyal vice presidents in the history of the country, and he was ready to throw him over the side more, more literally than figurative, literally and figuratively, and his life was in danger. And I just thought that that that's that that that's a, that's a long road back for Donald Trump for me. Okay, hmm. and I'll continue to do this program objectively as I possibly can, <laughs> presenting all sides. But again, that's that's a that's a big crawl back that Donald Trump has to make for me personally because of what I heard with my own uh, ears and saw with my own eyes. I'm Bruce Dumont, back shortly from Chicago. Why does Comcast Business power more businesses than any other provider? It has technology solutions that put you ahead, like the fastest reliable network and serious savings. Whether your small business is starting or growing, you need Comcast Business. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Ask about Comcast Business Internet and Security Edge, or find out how to get a $500 prepaid card with a qualifying gig bundle. Call or go online today to learn more. Prepaid card offer ends 8-28-22. Restrictions apply. Call for details. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? 
Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and Ad Council. You just heard me say standby, and this is what we're standing by for. I'm back again. Ben in El Paso, Texas, listening to us on KTSM. He's been waiting a long time. Ben, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, I just wanted to come up with an idea that basically, you know, the Democrats are saying that there was, uh, uh, you know, armed individuals in this group of insurrectionists Mm -hmm. and everything marching from the rally to the Capitol and everything, and they have they have AR-15s, they have guns and everything else. Don't you think that if they really had any kind of proof, they would put that on some of the, the 14,000 uh, hours of video that they have of the insurrection? Of I think we, one person, just one person yeah. having an AR-15? I, I can't speak for AR-15s, but I do know that there's video evidence and court evidence that exists from over the last year and a half or so. Uh, with firearms, weapons, knives, makeshift weapons, bats, all those sorts of things. So I know that's out there. I, I don't know what the commission's doing with it. I like, yeah, I'd like to see the video. But sure. also, yeah. one can other I, thing, can I, can I ask you was not. Go yeah. ahead. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Stephen was not at the uh, the White House. He's got he's got records showing that he was not at the White House, which is what Ms. Hutchinson said. That's where he she heard that you know his information. Well, but in, in part of part of what was part of what was communicated last week was that uh, the authorities at the speech, not the Capitol, the authorities at the speech, had reported uh, to the I guess the Trump committee and the people that were planning it that there were people in the in the crowd who I guess had either snuck through the magnum you know the, the magnometers or not, and that they were they were armed. And I do believe that what they talked about is they mentioned specific type of arms that were in the crowd where the president was about to speak. And that's when the president said, I don't care. They're not going to hurt me. They're not going to hurt me. Get, get, get the magnometers out of here. Let my people in. So if there was and some... Adi- the ex- but if there was, if, okay. if there was some... Adi- if there was some initial evidence that there were people with weapons that were in proximity to the president at the speech, I don't think it's a, a big leap in, 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 in thought that some of, some of those people would have made their way to the march towards the Capitol. Now, you're right. I haven't seen video evidence that they're walking with these weapons. Right. It may yeah. exist. And, it and, may and, not and. exist. But af- after this testimony of, of what took place... Uh, you know, uh, at the speech, uh, I, I agree with you. I'd like to see that evidence if it right, does exist. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, we and know on the steps and in the Capitol, there was no actual report of firearms. Go ahead, Ben. Make your point. Don't you actually think that if there was some people with AR-15s around the President of the United States at that point, uh, that the Secret Service or the, or, or the uh, Capitol Police would have arrested these people? 
with AR-15s and guns. It sounds like they were trying. Uh, I would, I would, I would think so. I would think well, so. Whether the but president cared or not. Right. Yeah, yeah, because you know she quoted the president as saying, "Well, you know they weren't they weren't there to hurt him." Charles Lipson wants to weigh in. Go ahead, Charles. Go ahead, Charles. I, I think that um, there's been a lot of focus on uh, the details that uh, that um, the witness um, may have gotten wrong, uh, and especially the stuff that was hearsay. But I think what stood out to me was that Trump was really crazed that day. And he was outraged, crazed, and using the kind of worst judgment of his presidency, which he had used consistently since he lost the election on November the 3rd. I favored uh, all the legitimate legal uh, efforts to challenge any votes that he thought were not cast rightly or miscounted or any of that. That's all perfectly appropriate. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you have to say, uh, uh, the last whistle blew and the game is over. Yeah. And he has not said that yet. And I think that that's the most damaging thing. I think the second most damaging thing is the the kind of out-of-control behavior, which really ought to worry us all. Yeah. And whether it was actually illegal and whether you can connect it uh, to, uh, to the attempt to stop the vote at the Capitol it is another question. But they were going after legal theories that they themselves knew were uh, inadequate uh, and worthless. So I think, that, I think that the heroes in all of this are Mike Pence and Bill Barr. On, and Liz on, Cheney. On election, on election day, the Republicans or independents that left Donald Trump on election day, I think that's, that was a sufficient number to cause him to lose the election. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm at odds with some of those that think that it was all right. crooked. I don't buy that. There may have been some. I don't think there was enough to overturn an election. But what happened after the election, the post-Trump presidency, which began yes. the day after election day and took us up to January 6th, the number of Republicans and independents that left Donald Trump soared. And so I'm looking at That's these right. two mathematical figures, those that voted against Trump and those that were dis they were just they thought his conduct was despicable on January 6th. Those numbers, in my view, I don't know when or why those voters would go back to Donald Trump and give him another chance in 2024. And he would I, be seeking revenge. Yes. Yeah. Make no mistake. I mean, that would be his primary goal. That's yeah. right. With, with basically, again, he, he would be free to do what he damn well wanted to do because he wasn't seeking re-election again. But I'm just look, I'm looking at the mathematics of it, and I'm thinking, how does Donald Trump get re-elected president? Yeah. You don't win look, Pennsylvania like 8 that. 8% inflation. I, I, I don't well, think... Yeah, well, there, yeah. there's yeah. that. But again, there's I think the, the core number of people who hate Donald Trump, yeah. that number has gone up. Kind it's of, not gone down. I mean, remember, I he, right, has to win a, he has to win a primary yes. if he oh, chooses yes. to run. Yes. We're, uh, we are out of time. Our thanks to uh, yeah. uh, Stephanie Hitt. Thank you very much. You're the manager right. of the Kathy Salvi U.S. Senate campaign in Illinois. Thank you very much. Patrick Hanley, we thank you very much. Always a pleasure to hear your Democratic perspective. And Charles Lipson, always pleasure to hear your thoughts 
from the University of Chicago, and now you are surrounded by the beauty of one of the most beautiful universities in the United States. Our thanks to Fritz Goldman for his assistance in the production of this program. Have a wonderful 4th of July tomorrow. I'm Bruce Dumont. See you next week. Shop 4th of July savings now at Lowe's. Take up to $750 off qualifying major appliances, including GE appliances. Save on the GE Profile Top Load Laundry Pair with Smart Wash technology for optimum cleaning and fabric care. And Microban Antimicrobial Technology to help keep odor-causing bacteria from forming. Get July 4th savings at Lowe's. Must ask cashier to scan coupon at time of purchase. Can't be combined with other discounts. Savings varies based on eligible total purchase. See Lowe's.com for restrictions. Valid through 713. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Why does Comcast Business power more businesses than any other provider? It has technology solutions that put you ahead, like the fastest reliable network and serious savings. Whether your small business is starting or growing, you need Comcast Business. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Ask about Comcast Business Internet and Security Edge. Or find out how to get a $500 prepaid card with a qualifying gig bundle. Call or go online today to learn more. Prepaid card offer ends 8-28-22. Restrictions apply. Call for details. What if the music stopped? If the familiar voices were silenced? If there were no breaking news updates? What if your companion and connection to your community came with a monthly fee? Don't worry, we're free local radio with you wherever you go. Celebrating 100 years and looking forward to the next 100. We are broadcasters. Text radio to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local TV and radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Uh, goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location.